you don't count calories on the ketogenic diet, nor do you count calories doing intermittent fasting. Welcome to Champions Mojo Weekly Podcast with your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. You'll hear authentic, entertaining stories with tips, lessons, and wisdom from champions to inspire, motivate, and educate you. You'll get the tools you need for becoming a true champion in your own life. And now, your host, Kelly Palace. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo Podcast. Today's show is going to be fantastic. We're going to talk about a subject that affects all of us every day, and that is the food that we eat, and not just what we eat, but when we eat. You'll learn about two of today's most promising and popular newer eating eating regimens. Those are the ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting, which can both help you get healthier, feel more energetic, and perform better, whether it's in athletics or in life. There's so much information out there, some good, some bad. We're going to break this down. And as always, I'm co-hosting with Maria Parker. Maria, hello. Hey, Kelly. I'm so excited about today's topic. I'm extremely passionate about nutrition and diet, so real excited to talk about it today. Me too. So thanks, Maria. And before we jump into these topics, I want to just say right up front that what we're discussing today is not medical advice. It's just Maria and I, how we eat. Uh, we we both have experience with these two different eating regimens, and um, we're going to d- discuss that from our perspective as uh, swimmers and cyclists. So regarding eating ketogenically, I'd like to interview you, Maria, as one of the most um, promising diets, which you refer to as the keto diet, like many. I remember back in March when I interviewed world champion swimmer Michael Andrew, he and his family were on the keto diet. So, uh, Maria, since you and your husband have been keto for years, I'd like to make you the expert and uh, ask you, how did you guys decide to go keto? That's a great question. We, um, we've been keto, mostly keto for about three and a half years. And, uh, really I started, I, I wanted to start because I was having trouble doing endurance events. Uh, I was having nausea and stomach issues and I read about the keto ketogenic diet. Um, and one of the benefits is that you can go for a long time without eating because you can burn fat. Uh, instead of having to carb up every hour, you know, if you're doing a a long event, you know, most people can only take in about 250 or 300 calories an hour. And that's just not enough. And I couldn't even take in that much because of nausea. So I went on the keto diet in advance of an event that I was going to do. It was about two months out. And and I have to tell you, I didn't want to do it. (laughs) I am a carb addict. I love, love, love sugar, carbs. I grew up eating bread, rice, pasta, candy. I just love carbs. I only did it because this, this event was more important to me than the, than, than my love for carbs. And, um, 
So, and I just, you know, I thought I can just do this for a couple of months and we'll see if it works. Well, I did it. Um, and the event went really well. I had no nausea. I was able to go 24 hours on my bike with zero calories. I, I had salts and, and fluids, but I did not eat a single calorie and I set a new record and I didn't have to deal with nausea and vomiting as I often did in those events. So, but the reason that we're still on it was all the side of, um, I don't want to call them side effects, side benefits. Um, and I, now they're sort of major benefits. But um, the most important thing for me was I achieved a clarity um, that I hadn't had for many years. My memory had been just sort of deteriorating. Deteriorating. I'm 56 years old. And, you know, that happens. You lose your nouns and so forth. But um, it just was really upsetting. I couldn't remember the names of like my neighbors. And, you know, I was beginning to worry I had some sort of early onset dementia. And the keto really, really helped with that. It helped with lots of other things, too. I found my teeth were less inflamed. My skin cleared up. Um, I, I stopped having any reflux, no gastrointestinal reflux at all. Um, so we we went on it. I went on it for for the event, Jim joined me and we stayed on it because we loved how we felt on it. It was, it was, you know, and we still do. And now you didn't need to lose any weight, but I know my brother, your husband, he was, um, definitely when he went keto, he, you didn't lose weight, but didn't Jim lose some weight? Yeah, Jim did. He lost about 30 or 40 pounds. Uh, he looked great. It is, it is, it can be a weight loss diet, uh, it's funny. What I love about it is you don't, you know, you don't count calories. You don't even think about calories. It's, it's, and I should back up and say that a ketogenic diet, ketogenic means that you're producing ketones, uh, which are a byproduct of uh, fat burning. And so um, you're, you're, basically teaching your body to be better at burning fat, which is super good for endurance athletes, but it's good for everybody, especially people who may struggle. It's for some people, some diabetics can go on this diet and actually cure their, their diabetes. Um, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's a hot, hot diet or a hot topic right now. And there's, there's been a lot of pushback from nutritionists about the safety and efficacy of it. And I, you know, so I don't, ever recommend it anymore because I just know that for me and for Jim, it's amazing. And, and he's, you know, we've also talked to other people. I've had, I've had several people who have been on it tell me that their, their gastro, um, their, their GERD reflux completely goes away, which you don't, you don't even read about that, but that's absolutely a benefit. You know, people are, will be on these, uh, proton pump inhibitors for years because they have the, you know, the burning in the stomach, but the keto diet absolutely cures, cures that, or it seems to. Um, so Maria, what, what is, what do you eat on the keto diet? What do you guys eat that's, on that? That's, that's a great question. So keto diet is high fat, moderate protein and low carb. And so, so, wait, it's, so high fat, moderate protein, low carb. Okay. Right. So yeah. What does that look like? Kind of give me a day. I wake up, I eat this and then yeah, for lunch that's, we have that's that. great. So what I tell anybody who, you know, is curious about it is that the base of every meal for me is vegetables. 
low carb vegetables, not potatoes, but you know, not mo- mostly greens and and green beans and you know anything that zucchini and squash. So I, I, I this morning, for instance, we had um, kohlrabi, which was sautéed in um, olive oil and garlic and scrambled eggs with cheese. Okay, back uh, up. What the heck is kohlrabi? It's, it's, it's a is. green. A so green. you do, okay. on this diet, I have just discovered all kinds of fun vegetables. Okay. So, I mean, so. you know, people think of the keto diet as, as like an Atkins diet, and it's really not. You really try to keep your proteins moderate because proteins can be broken down and look like sugar to your body. So you really... The thing is, it's fats. So we eat a lot of cheese. We eat a lot of we eat a nuts. lot of dairy, a lot of nuts. You know, that's that's our go to crunchy snack. Um, yeah, well, I I want to say, you know, I visit you and Jim a lot, and you are a fantastic cook. We've never even talked about that on the podcast, but nothing is just more. Uh, welcoming, and you, you know, whenever I've come to visit you guys, you just always put this amazing meals on the table and Thanks, so Kelly. you're yeah you're just a fantastic cook and um you when i when i visit you and you're you know you serve a keto dinner or keto lunch or keto breakfast i don't even notice i just think oh my gosh this food is fantastic it's like you know a a broccoli casserole and a beautiful green salad and um even you, you guys even sneak a little bit on the halo ice cream, right, for a dessert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I try not to eat too many sweet tasting things because it can sort of uh, wake up my carb cravings. But um, but yes, we there are, you know, you can use erythritol, you can use some non-nutritive uh, sweeteners uh, if you, if you, and then that's sort of a hack for starting the ketogenic diet because those of us like me, you know, who are carb addicts, it's very hard to go from eating a very sort of sweet, sugary, carby diet to eating none or very little. And so one of the hacks is to, to have these sort of faux, faux carby foods like, like we use, and anybody who's done a ketogenic diet knows this, we use, we use cauliflower for like potatoes or rice and, uh, we yeah, use, you know, yeah. There's we'll even s- a Kali. Uh, uh, Mark got it the other day. It's Kali Power Pizza. So the crust yeah, is yes. made with there's cauliflower. There's a pizza dough you can make with cauliflower, or you know, just basically cheese and and almond flour is very low carb. So I mean, there's a you know, you know, you can just Google it, and there's a million million ketogenic, really fabulous ketogenic uh, recipes. And the good thing. Another really, for me, I'm so passionate about this eating program for me, uh, and and I've seen it really benefit other people's, you know, I've seen it really change people. My, my, my nephew went on it, and he was like 13, and he had just terrible acne. I mean, he was just terrible inflamed skin. Six weeks, and it was totally, totally clear. So again, we're, I'm not a doctor, and I don't, you know... I, it does change the way your body metabolizes things. You have to eat more salt. You got to uh, uh, do things a little bit differently, and, and you know you, you should you should be you should do your research before you adopt uh, the eating plan. But for me, it's worth it. I'll never go back. Yeah, and um, there's so much information out there that there is. you know if if someone's interested, listeners are out there. You just have to Google it. There are tons of YouTube videos. There are tons of yeah. blogs. There are tons of doctor sites. Uh, yeah, um, I like this website called Diet Doctor. They okay. they do they you know talk a lot about it and they they 
they're very reasonable. Um, you know, one of the things I don't do that you see a lot, there's that you can take what they call exogenous ketones. You can take pills or liquids that have the, the, the ketones the ketones in them to increase your, your, and I don't do that. I never have. I, and I'm not, not, not recommending it. And I'm just saying that there are websites that will take advantage of you by, you know, having you buy their exogenous ketones. You don't need to do that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that is, that's a great tip too, from an insider who's been doing it three and a half years because it is kind of, you know, it can be fad like. So, um, well, you know, Talking about the key ketogenic diet, of course, being buddies with you and my brother and spending a lot of time with you guys and looking up to you. And um, I think you've told our listeners many times that uh, your husband, Jim, he's a physician. So, um, yes, I've always yeah. looked to Jim for medical advice. And, yes. um, you know, so, yeah, so he's a radiologist. So but yeah. he, he is one of the well, I think he's the best doctor in the world. <laughs> yeah, me too. And he's also an elite endurance cyclist himself right. and an awesome athlete. Um, That's right. You know, just That's really, right. really gifted athletically and um, but spends a lot of time, you know, being a doctor. So um, he's he has tried to convince me to use the ketogenic diet. So some of you listeners may be like, well, if Kelly's so close with Jim and Maria, why isn't why? she doing the ketogenic diet? And and my yeah. husband is the same way. So the four of us do a lot together. We vacation together. We've gone on a cruise together. We do things together. And so Mark and I were like, yeah, let's do the ketogenic diet because we are sold on you guys. We just, you know, if, if Jim and Maria are doing it, it's got to be good, you know, kind of thing. So, um, I prefaced this conversation with Mark and I tried it, and I think one of the failings for me is that I am not a cook. I am not a food prep. I just just never got there. So it's uh, that's a good you know, point. It does require more, a little bit more time in the kitchen. You can't just eat fast food or salads. You can't just go out there and grab stuff. Although we do eat out all the time, but. But I think to do it really well and healthfully cooking lots of vegetables is – and that, that, of course, takes time. Yes, it takes time. So um, – and the other thing, too, is I I just felt like it did not fit me. And I went on it for, I think, at least two months. And I, it just – I just could never – it just never clicked over for me. I didn't really even get – I know there's something called the keto flu where you adapt. Your body adapts from carb burning glycogen and carbohydrates to burning fat. And some people will get flu-like symptoms. Again, you can Google those keto flu. I got maybe a little bit of that, but then I passed through it and I was definitely burning ketones. Um, and so I, I just didn't go there. But in continually trying to do research into what is a great diet, I ran into something called intermittent fasting, which I am just so passionate about. And intermittent fasting has a lot in common with uh, the ketogenic diet. So That's intermittent right. fasting is it's, kind it's of like burning fat, right? Yeah, it's about burning fat instead of glycogen. So it's kind of like the, I don't know, the, the I would say the easier way to burn fat and not um, and not ketones. So, so the inter intermittent fasting is basically an eating window. So what it is, is 
looking at your fasted state. So intermittent fasting sometimes is referred to as IMF, even though there's no real M. The M is in the middle of a word. Some people call it IMF or just IF. But it um, means you pick a core window of eating time. And one of the things that that you said, Maria, that I think people really need, if they hear nothing else, maybe this this can be the quote at the beginning of the uh, the podcast, but you don't count calories on the ketogenic diet, nor do you count calories doing intermittent fasting. So I just love that, that, you know, everybody was, you know, the the going out the window of these over-exercising or counting calories. So you just don't need to do that. So you're restricting um, the time that you eat. So, So intermittent fasting would look something like this. You could either alternate a day where you you eat every other day on a um you're fasting that could be one way to do intermittent fasting you could um fast for a day one day out of um a week but the favorite most researched way to intermittent fast is you fast for 16 hours and then you limit your eating window to eight hours. So that's a 24-hour day. So let's say you stop eating dinner at 6 p.m., then you would not have breakfast until the next day at 10 a.m., which isn't hard at all. I mean, unless you're just, you know, a sleepwalker, night eater that goes to the fridge, um, you know, you can't have that bowl of ice cream or that bowl of cereal at 9 o'clock because uh, our bodies need the rest and relaxation from digestion is a very hard thing on our bodies. So there are... Kelly, do you, can I ask you, do you generally do the 16-8 intermittent fasting or do you do one day a week or do you alternate different kinds of IFs? I, um, I generally do it about three times a week. And that's what um, the experts you do the say, 16, eight, I do the 16, eight, three times a week. And occasionally, okay. so, and once a week, I will try to do at least 20 hours. And some days I'll do 24 once a week. Um, because there are so many, like, I'm not doing it for weight loss, but I'm doing right. it for general health, cleaning up the system. Um, as everybody knows, I had breast cancer that this, uh, the experts say, and there was, um, the, the benefit of this this fasting is something called autophagy, and autophagy was earned the Nobel Prize. The Japanese researcher, and I'm I'm going to try to pronounce his name, Yoshinora Osumi, uh, got the Nobel Prize for discovering a mechanism, the mechanism for autophagy. So after about 16 hours, your body does autophagy and autophagy breaks down into self is the auto part of it and phagy or phagy is eating self-eating which sounds weird but um, once you go into burning uh, fat instead of glycogen you're think of the old pac-man game with the little the little faces just eating things so your body will start eating things that it doesn't need and they believe that it eats viruses and bacterias and tumors. And even, I love this one from Dr. Stein Eckberg's website. If you really want to get into autophagy, Dr. Stein Eckberg, E-K-B-E-R-G. He has a 25-minute 
video on YouTube that explains autophagy, and it is awesome. He talks about that when you go into this fasted state, autophagy occurs. Peak autophagy occurs at about 20 to 24 hours. So you don't have to do a five-day fast or a three-day fast. But he says that it's anti-aging, that it's obviously it's going to help detox the body. It boosts your immune system. Your immune system. It improves your tissue quality. It lowers insulin. So same thing that the ketogenic diet does. It will lower diabetic. Uh, you know, people who are diabetic will do intermittent fasting, and they're they'll get off all their medications. They'll lose weight. Um, it raises good hormones, and I love this one. It reduces skin sag. So <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, I if it. you've if you've lost. Um, <laughs> It'll make you Wait, look like you're 18 again. It, I, don't, I don't know about that. But, um, you know, it even helps traumatic brain injuries recover faster. Yeah. And it lowers your risk for Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Because think of, you know, um, my mom just passed away last year from Alzheimer's. And we actually, uh, she was so amazing to donate her brain to research. Um, and so they found plaques and tangles in her brain to say, yep, she did have Alzheimer's. So the the research believes that the, these little autophagy will even go in and eat the plaques and tangles in your brain. So it, it's like it's got so many benefits. Um, and I'm doing it because, you know, I don't want my breast cancer to come back. I'm hoping that, you know, it'll keep my immune system healthy for not having eczema, which, you know, I, I went through red skin syndrome, which is very different than eczema. But um, anyway, I just think that it's it's great. I feel more clear. And this is what I, I wanted people to uh, hear about was, so I used to be a, you know, a carb eater. I'm I've always genetically tended towards the thin side. So I felt that if I would go out in the world and I didn't have a snack on me anywhere, like the minute I left the house in my purse, in my backpack, in my car, in my glove compartment, um, Get I, would, I would panic. I would think that I was going to crash. So mm -hmm. I was one of those people. And then once I started doing eating windows, I learned my body just I could wake up and not have breakfast and go out and do a swim workout or do a run or not eat until one or two o'clock. One of the, my favorite things, the way that I do it is I will eat dinner and finish dinner at five. So we'll eat from four to five. And um, then I will not eat again until one o'clock in the afternoon. So that's 21 hours. It doesn't seem that hard. I do. I drink a lot of green tea in that time or a lot of um, tea with stevia. You can drink things that don't have any um, or coffee with stevia that don't have any calories. So, um, but I don't bonk anymore. It's really weird. My body seems to have reset. So I just can't, um, I can't recommend it enough. I just think that intermittent fasting is a fabulous way to go. And there are two documentaries. One is on um, Amazon Prime called the called fasting, which talks about many different types of fasting, but it gives the the scientific success that it follows a hundred patients that do intermittent fasting and how it changes their blood sugar, their cholesterol, their cardiovascular disease. And then there's a uh, YouTube video, which is a documentary on YouTube called The Science of Fasting. It's about fifty five minutes, but those two are really worth it if you want to look into, you know, these things that are 
you know, they're talking about in fasting and the, and the benefits. And then I'll tell you just my own little um, antidote story. Uh, Mark and I love to go some afternoons, you know, to Starbucks and we'll sit and read and, and journal and, and do our, you know, afternoon coffee, even though we're decaffeinated. It's funny. We still go to Starbucks. And we've made friends with people as we go there and their regulars are there. So when we first launched this podcast many months ago, I ran into, um, I run into different people, but a lady there, and I'm passionate about intermittent fasting. We started talking about intermittent fasting. There she was having, you know, her food. And uh, I saw her about two weeks ago. So this is about 10 weeks later. She told me she had been doing intermittent fasting and that she had lost 10 pounds and that she was off her diabetes medications. And that's exactly what I told her. So she's like, I tried it and it worked for her. So this is just one person that I know. But if you watch these videos, it is really a, it's just fantastic. And then if you're an athlete out there, you don't need to lose weight. You don't have diabetes. You're not, you don't want to change your cholesterol numbers. You know, it's a great way to train even as an elite, elite athlete. Like I said, Michael Andrew, who's a world champion swimmer, is doing ketogenics, which is very similar to intermittent fasting. And, you know, I think, I'm doing I think the it. the results are the same. And I, I mean, I just, I would want to, I want to say that, I have not always been thin <laughs> um, and I have struggled with weight and also with just carb cravings most of my life. Um, and and the, the, the advantage to both intermittent fasting and keto, a ketogenic diet is that you don't, you, after a while, it takes a while, but you, you stop craving carbs so much. And it's because I think both of them have basically the same mechanism in that it teaches your body to, to burn fat more easily. Those are different enzymes. They, they take different enzymes to burn fat than to burn carbs. So if you're constantly feeding yourself with, you know, carbs and sugar, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's easier for your body. And so, you know, It'll it'll always burn carbs before before fat. So I, I I I I want to encourage anybody out there who struggles with with uh, carb you know addiction. I hate to use the word addiction because um, it just it, it's a little bit uh, too heavy a word for it. But I, I I used to tell my kids that if they ever found me dead, I'd be surrounded by Cadbury cream egg wrappers. I mean a Cadbury. <laughs> <laughs> Cadbury cream cad- eggs. Oh my god! Yeah, Cadbury cream egg- eggs are the sweetest thing made on the planet. I think, Agreed. and I could eat them one after the other. Which a lot of people is like, oh my gosh, that's disgusting. C- candy corn. I used to love oh candy corn. Oh my gosh, Maria! I know, I know, it's disgusting. But what sugar. I'm saying is, if this is your problem, if this, if you, you know, are like me, and you, you know, you drink a lot of sweet stuff, or you eat a lot of sweet stuff, and you feel imprisoned by it, there are ways out. And intermittent fasting and and keto are both relatively easy ways out. I mean, you know, it, it just helps. It helps overcome the carb cravings. Now, Kelly, I did want to ask you one thing about intermittent fasting. I also do intermittent fasting. It's much easier on keto than it was as a regular carb head. But um, one thing I find is that when I, if I do a, a pretty long fast, say a 24-hour fast, that I am much hungrier uh, during the eating window. Is Do you find yourself hungrier during your eating windows? Yes, I do. Not 
crazy hungry because um, being a swimmer, your swimmers have a voracious appetite. There's something I think about being in cold water that just clicks that over. So I may yes. not be yes. I may not be the best person to ask about being you know voraciously hungry, but um, I I. I I think if I ease into it, and this is one of the things that um, I want to talk about a few little eating hacks that I know you and I have done um, to, you know, to maintain a good uh, balance of our eating. But one of the things that uh, you're supposed to do when you come off of an eating window is start with more fatty and less, right. you know, like like the same thing. So you don't want to come off a 24-hour window and eat a handful of candy corn. You want to, <laughs> like my favorite thing in the world to come to eat, probably pe- period in general, my favorite thing in the world are macadamia nuts. They're yes. just, um, yes. we call those little butter balls. And yes, they're crunchy little butter balls. And can we give a shout out to that really good brand, Kelly? Yes, Maria, our favorite brand. And we, and we are not getting an ad. We're not getting any sponsorship on this, but it's the, it's called. <laughs> but hey, out there, if you hear yeah. this, please do yeah, send no. us some. <laughs> well, that's not why we're doing it, but that's Mac, Mac Farms dry roasted macadamia nuts with sea salt fresh from Hawaii. And they're, it's a big orange bag. Um, they're all natural. They're number one bestseller on Amazon. They come pretty quickly in the mail. But they're they're truly like a beautiful, fat-based, delicious. They can either be kind of – you can put them with um, something sweet or you can put them with something um, salty. And they're, they're just beautiful. But when you come off of a fast, um, it's good to, to eat something fatty. And – well, and I want to just say, add to that, the, the, the word breakfast means you're breaking your fast. In the old days, before, um, you know, year-round lights and year-round, you know, I mean, uh, day-round lights and food, you know, you you would stop eating at, you know, dinner before the sun went down, and you would not eat again until until the morning and often that wouldn't happen until after you went out in the fields and did 3 hours of labor so you would break your fast and guess what you broke your fast with you didn't break it with a bowl of cereal bacon you broke it <laughs> bacon and eggs yeah. and that's a nice fatty way to break your fast and, and you know so eggs have uh, come and gone i mean uh, every day i read something new about eggs they're good for you they're bad for you they're good for you. I, I, I don't know all i know is i eat a lot of eggs and my cholesterol is beautiful so, yeah, but th- yeah, that's a yeah, great so, point. Yeah. So, and uh, on the macadamia nuts too, um, macadamia nuts are filled with fat and they're delicious, like really good for you fats too. But uh, I keep mine in the freezer so they don't go rancid because that's a big bag <laughs> um, and they can, they can go bad. That's true with a lot of nuts. You know, you, the good nuts, um, you know, you should, you should, you know, if you buy a big bag like I do, keep keep some out and keep some in the freezer so they last longer. Yeah, I keep mine in the fridge. I think I eat them so often. I've never had my macadamia nuts go bad, but I literally have like a handful in the morning, a handful in the afternoon, a handful at night. I love to throw them in um, that Oikos triple zero yogurt. Yes. Now that's that's a snack that we have. Fatty yogurt. We don't do the triple zero. We do the Greek with full fat, and with with nuts in them. And and um and that's a great snack. Sometimes I'll sweeten it with a little bit of uh, stevia. stevia. And it's I mean that it's and and it's good for you. And 
anyway, um, but I, I, I guess I, I don't want to, I mean, I think some people can think, oh, you know, that's easy for you guys, you're athletes, you're so disciplined. And I would just say I am not disciplined about food is something that I've struggled with my whole life. And um, so if there anybody out there struggling with, you know, with food issues, I mean, uh, these two you know, ways of eating um, really can help you so that you're not thinking about food all the time. Yeah. And Maria, I do want to give a couple of um, cautionary statements for fasting in general. I don't think intermittent fasting triggers this. And um, my husband, Mark's said that I could mention he, him on this, um, which is, you know, we, we always want to be authentic on our podcast um, yeah. is that, you know, Mark struggles with um, something called food addiction. He's he's been part of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, he has trouble. He cannot do 24 hour fasts um, someday. And, we, you know, we may talk about that on another podcast. I I once a month or at least once every quarter, I do a three day fast where I just do a lot of purified water. I'll put some you know, panko Malayan salt and some magnesium in my water and just do a three-day water fast every, but that's for a different thing. We're talking about intermittent fasting today. And they say that fasting is not good for people who have ever had disordered eating. So it, right. it can trigger, you know, if, if you've had an eating disorder of any kind, not to do it. Um, if you're a frail diabetic, um, you want to talk about all this with your doctor anyway, but Obviously. there are... Everybody you know, should talk to their yeah, doctor. Anybody yeah. over I, I think, you know, a certain age, maybe uh, a frail senior, uh, 75, 80, you may not want to do intermittent fasting. But, you know, not eating for 16 hours is not going to hopefully trigger any of this. But they also recommend that you start with 12 hours. So you don't go straight yeah. to 16. You start with 12 and then you might push it an hour each time you do it. Three days a week is good. Um, and And this is the great part of it that I didn't even mention, I mentioned it to the lady in Starbucks, but um, is during the eight hour eating window, of course, we're not going to encourage you to do this, but during the eight hour eating window, you can eat anything you want. And I, I'm going to just over exaggerate this, but literally you could eat, you know, pizza and ice cream and burgers and fries and Cokes and what you, you can eat anything you want. That's why we, we say you don't have to count calories. Of course, you don't want to go crazy and, um, you know, binge eat. But that is what the beauty of this is, that during those eight hours, you can eat anything you want. And and generally, you know, one of our life hacks that we like to talk about is eating a plant based diet. You know, I don't eat bacon. I, I don't generally eat meat. I'll eat some fish, but um, I generally consider myself a vegetarian. So I would advocate that you don't eat all that stuff, but you could. Yeah. Whereas I am not um, a vegetarian. I, I do think that uh, people misunderstand the ketogenic diet and they eat too much meat. Um, you know, you should eat a lot of fat, but I, I load my plate with, um, with animal-based fats like cheese and cream and um, as well as olive oil and the good oils. Um, so uh, I, I eat plenty of, of meat and my, my blood markers are, my doctor tells me perfect. So yes, um, yes. I think, I think it's possible to eat, you know, to eat bacon and eat, eat meat. Um, you know, the, obviously Kelly and I are, 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 uh, you know, we're just one, one person, <laughs> you know, each of us with our, with our little, with our little, 
the diets that we try. Um, but there, but I, you know, I tell people I'm, I'm just passionate about the keto diet because of the way it's improved my life personally. I'm not sure it's that way for everybody. My sister went on it and she loved it, but she said she found after about a year that she just didn't want to do it anymore. She wanted to be more relaxed, but what she learned from it was that she could eat a lot of vegetables and a lot of fat and, you know, it didn't, she didn't have to be keto to be low carb and to, uh, to actually have a better diet. So, um, there's a lot you can learn from intermittent fasting and even, you know, just reading about intermittent fasting and thinking about it or reading about keto and thinking about it without actually having to, to, to necessarily fast or go try to be ketogenic. Yes, absolutely. And I think, I, I think like we said earlier, intermittent fasting is kind of the, the, easier step than keto. It's less, you know, less food prep and and a little little bit easier to do. And so someone may yeah. want to start with the intermittent fasting and see and and they say that uh if you're intermittent if you're if you're fasted and you're starting to burn fat that that's an easier way to go into trying to be keto. So it might be that's the right. first step into right. that so you don't get the keto flu as much. But um so Maria, just a couple of other things that I wanted to talk about and and like I said, Mark has taught me so much just in general for people that do feel like um food addiction or overeating. Um there's a great little two little things that that I think are, are just fun to remember and they're great little life hacks in general if you're, if you're trying to be disciplined. So, um, there's two acronyms. One is HALT, which means if you're really trying to eat properly, um, are you eating because you're hungry or it's time to eat or are you, so HALT stands for, um, are you really hungry? Are you, um, angry? Are you lonely or are you tired? So those are things that I think uh, make people can stop and question. You know, if you're trying to trying to make it, like let's say you just, I would add to that, are you thirsty? Thirsty, <laughs> thirsty is a great you eat tea. because you're thirsty. Yeah, thirsty is a great tea for that um, tired, tired or thirsty. Let's make the tea yeah. and halt. Yeah. So w- if you're trying to do the 16 hour window or the 12 hour window, and, it, and you stopped eating at five and it's eight o'clock, you know, maybe you're are you really hungry or maybe, maybe you're angry, maybe you're lonely, maybe you're tired, maybe you're thirsty. So, um, I, and th- another hack that works for me, and I know you, you alluded to it is if I'm hungry or I'm thinking, oh, it's two more hours until I really want to eat again, I will have a hot, a hot beverage. Yes. <laughs> and that just really helps to slow you down, you know, help, you know, and it's part, I would say it's part of the halt. Like if I'm having a, a hot cup of, sometimes I do hot water with lemon in the winter. Yes. Um, and I just, I just love it. It just slows me down. I sit down, I sip it. It slows me down. It helps me to, you know, to not just grab something and shove it in my mouth. Yeah. And, and, and the, the sweet tea, uh, uh, I, I would say two hacks for your sweet tooth. If, People do not know about stevia, and I I am evangelical about stevia. So yeah, stevia, I love stevia is too. stevia is made from a plant. It's been around for a hundred years. The Indians used it to sweeten things. It's a hundred times sweeter than sugar, but it's totally natural. So they just you could grow a stevia plant in your backyard. You could dry the leaves, crunch them up, and put them in your tea or your coffee, and it would be super sweet. Of course. You're not going to do that because you can just go down to any store now and buy stevia. It comes as Truvia or, you know, uh, it, it just stevia is is everywhere. But it is great for sweetening 
coffee, tea, even your your fatty yogurt that doesn't taste sweet and you want to sweeten your yogurt. It's a really great way to zero calories, zero glycemic spike. You know, you want to stay away from aspartame and saccharin and all those nasty artificial sweeteners. And stevia is out there. The reason it's not, of, um, I think that the food industry has lobbyists from the sugar keeping stevia as a not as a food additive or not as a sweetener. They won't classify it as a sweetener because if stevia gets classified as a sweetener, then everything goes away. Like all the sugar products go away. There's a great soft drink called Zevia with a Z like a zebra. Um, and it's a, it, if you drink Coke or you drink Mountain Dew, there's a Zevia in those flavors with zero sugar, zero glycemic spike, taste amazing. So um, stevia is a huge hack. And then talking about tea, there's a tea by Celestial Seasonings called Bengal Spice Tea. Oh, and, oh my gosh. Yeah, That's t- wonderful. T- t- evangelize about that, Maria. Yeah, because Kelly introduced me to it. And we were sitting around after dinner, you know, sometimes you, you might crave a bowl of ice cream or a cookie or something in the evening. And Kelly served um, Jim, my husband and I, this Bengal spice tea. And it is not, there's no sweetener in it, but it is the most amazing, delicious, sweet tasting tea. And it just really hits the spot for me. Like I have, a, as I've said, I have an incredible sweet tooth that I have to fight all the time. And uh, and that Bengal spice tea is fabulous. Yeah, it's got a tiger on it. It's a beautiful, those celestial seasoning boxes. Whenever I go in the grocery store, I just stand there and look at all of them because they're just, they're just so beautiful. Teas are just such a, such a, a beautiful world, but Celestial Seasonings, beautiful covers. And this one has a tiger lying down on it and, and it's Celestial Seasonings, Bengal Spice Tea. So that's if you're trying to, you know, get away from your sweet tooth, try that. You won't even need stevia in there, but if you threw it in there, it would be a, it would be like a Cadbury cream egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, there's maybe, nothing like Cadbury no, cream maybe, egg. There's nothing like that. Nothing. <laughs> it's disgusting, but I do love them. I mean, I could easily, it would take me about two days to go right back into that. Yeah. So that's why I, I'm pretty vigilant about not, not eating. Yeah. Because I don't want to think about sweets all the time. And I, you know, I don't know that it, if you can relate to this, Kelly, but I, you know, I, I used to just, you know, it used to be like, planning my next sweet then can I, am I allowed to eat sweets yet and I just don't do that anymore I don't you know I don't think about food as much I love to cook I love to make beautiful meals but I don't want to be thinking about food all the time yeah I I and Maria I love how you and I present the two sides to the coin on this because I still do love my little sweet something with coffee in the afternoon and I do. I mean, I'm still, maybe that's right. because I'm still eating carbs, not a lot of carbs, but, um, I'm definitely not ketogenic and nothing but makes you, you me... never go overboard with it, Kelly. I've I never seen you in your life. I don't go overboard with it, but I, I do look forward to my next sweet snack. And yeah. one of the, yeah. w- another product, and I'm not, we're not pushing these, we're not getting paid for them, but the quest bars. So oh, if, yeah. yeah, I can't believe we could have a conversation <laughs> chocolate about chocolate chip cookie dough, chocolate chip <laughs> cookie dough and birthday cake and <laughs> chocolate mint. The, these, um, quest is a unique company that, um, was created by Tom and Lisa Bilyeu and they have this, you know, they want people to not have cardiovascular disease. And these bars were created for their family members that were 
having cardiovascular disease and diabetes, and they it's hard for people to give up their snacks. Like nothing makes me happier than to sit down in the afternoon and have a Quest bar and a coffee with heavy cream. And, yeah. um, you know, so Quest bar. That's bars, a beautiful snack. Yeah, and it's, it's a not bad snack. for you. It's and good it's for you. It's super sweet. So I. It's, load, it's loaded with fiber. That's, they got, they, they're using the fiber sweeteners. Yeah, so. the fiber sweeteners. And, and one other little, um, snackers, the, Choco Zero chocolate with almonds oh, in it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a great one. So all these. So I still do. I just reward myself. I I I know that maybe you know that's not great and that's not discipline, but I still do want my sweets and um and I just get them. Well, the the thing about you, Kelly, is you stop after one or two. Maybe you don't you don't have to eat the whole bag. And I think people who struggle with food addiction cannot stop themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mark will definitely um, he he still, you know, will be able to eat um, one Quest bar. I think the Quest bars, they're very filling. I don't think. Right. Because they're loaded with fiber. They're loaded with fiber. They're big bars. They're chewy. They're delicious. I, I I've never seen our Mar- I've seen Mark eat multiple Reese's pieces but um or reese's peanut butter cups (laughs) but i've never seen him eat more than one quest bar and um, yeah quest bars are really satisfying because you you have to really chew on them and they're sweet and then then that fiber expands in your stomach and you feel really full yes so the other acronym that is very helpful for overeaters anonymous but i think it helps for anyone is um sleep it's smurf and the the it's an E for Smurf. So it's S-M-E-R-F. So there's sleep, meditation, exercise, rest, and food plan. And I just love hmm. those. A lot of times, you know, uh, when Mark is getting into a bad place with his overeating, he, I will, you know, we have that on a whiteboard in, in the kitchen and you know, he'll say, oh, I haven't meditated or, oh, you know, I need some rest or um, he hasn't been sleeping well. So I just love that. Just checking everything affects the way we look at food. And I love that those four items or five S-M-E-R-F, five items are um, something that, that one could check. And then HALT is another one. And I love that you added the the T to are you tired or are you thirsty to Hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or thirsty. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of the alphabet, alphabet <laughs> soup we have thrown. I think those are good for not just overeating, but anytime you're doing something that you don't want to be doing, you know, if you find yourself irritable, yelling at your husband or, um, you know, whatever, reaching for a glass of, you know, a cup of, you know, of alcohol or beer or something, you know, and you don't really want to be doing that, you can ask yourself if those you know, go through those acronyms and say, you know, is there something else here? I love that. Maria, that is so, that's so beautiful. It's true. Like those are just, those are just good things. So that's alphabet soup. And um, I, I think our action items, we've kind of talked about all those. Um, We're going to leave with one action item for each. And, and my action item is going to be to use those acronyms to think about, you know, what you're doing, um, if you're doing something that is not working for you, think about those acronyms. And do you need sleep? Do you need to meditate? Do you need to exercise? Do you need to rest? And um, are you hungry, you know, angry, yeah, hungry, angry, lonely, tired? So, yeah, I like that, Kelly. I think that I think you know that's a, those are good action items for human 
humankind. Oh, my gosh, um, Maria. Sorry to interrupt. I The F, I didn't even mention the F, which is food plan. Food plan. Oh, yeah. So okay. you've got to have a food plan. I think no matter what, whether you're ketogenic, whether you're intermittent fasting, any of that, you really need to have a food plan. And I, I think my action item actually um, comes off of that really well. I would encourage anybody who is not happy with their way they're eating right now to do some research, which is planning, right? If you, you know, we've kind of thrown some stuff out, some hacks and what works for us, but get on the internet and Google intermittent fasting or Google, uh, you know, ketogenic diet, or, you know, if you're interested in those, just, yeah, stop and make a plan. I think I love that. You know, if, if you're not happy with how it's going, stop, make a new plan and go for, you know, try a new way. Great, 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 great. Well, it's been great spending time with you today. And if you're enjoying yes. our podcast, we'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe to Champions Mojo on YouTube and, you know, leave us a comment or a review on iTunes. That would be great. We'd, we'd love to hear any feedback that you have, good right. or bad. Yes, good or bad. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. This week's quote of the week comes to us from Gentizen Franklin. Fasting is like spring cleaning for your body. We are so grateful that you spent this time with us today, and we hope that you heard something that inspired, motivated, and educated you. Please see below for our copy of the show notes for any links or important information referenced here. Signing off for myself and champion co-host Kelly Palace, we hope you'll join us again soon, and we know you can be a champion. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast, designed to make you feel inspired, motivated, and educated. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Also, visit championsmojo.com to learn more.